0: Good evening, friends, and welcome to the Old Hat Podcast. This is Old Hat, James Chambliss, your host. This will be episode 44. Just an evening time post. I thought I'd read you a story and maybe sing you a song. You just never know how that might work out. I uh, talked in a recent post about the book of Jonah and how that was kind of my favorite, well, I don't know if favorites are right word, but I read it a lot in the Bible. Jonah, I may have mentioned, had a lot of anger issues and I mentioned that sometimes I get angry too, so I think about that a lot, and there's things I can learn from his situation. And so I thought I'd read you that story. It's a short little book in the Bible, and uh, it's an interesting bedtime story, something to think about anyway. And uh, I like it a lot. It's, it's just a lot of information in there. You know, Jonah was the first guy that, that God sent as a missionary, and he sent him to Nineveh, and the Ninevites were like the big enemies of the Jewish people at that time. And they didn't get along at all. And Jonah didn't like them and he didn't want to go help them. He didn't want to have anything to do with them. And so when God said, okay, I want you to go to Nineveh, Jonah went, nope, I'm not going. And that's the story. And I just thought I'd read it to you instead of telling it to you because there's stuff in the Bible that they don't tell you in Sunday school. You know, when I grew up, they had those little characters cut out of paper and they stuck them on flannel flannel graph boards. They've come a long way since then have Sunday school teachers, but that's what we had. And they would put the boat and then they'd put Jonah in the boat and then they'd put him in the water and then they'd have a whale come up and swallow him. And then he went to Nineveh and they all repented. And that was great. And nobody ever said he was angry. Nobody talked about him arguing back with God or anything and what God said to him. And did for him to him. And so, anyway, it's, it's just a little different reading it directly from the Bible than it is hearing the story in a Sunday morning Sunday school class. But it's in the Bible. I think it's okay if we read it. So I think I'll do that. Jonah, chapter 1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish, The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us and we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, Come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. They cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, Tell us who is responsible for making all this trouble for us. What do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? And he answered, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. This terrified them, and they asked, What have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord, because he had already told them so. The sea was getting rougher and rougher, so they asked him, What should we do to make the sea calm down for us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, these men did their best to row back to land, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried to the Lord, O Lord, please do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man, for you, O Lord, have done as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. At this the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. But the Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish three days and three nights. And just a little commentary here. Wouldn't that be gross? <laughs> I have a preacher friend that said, Jonah slept on a foam blubber mattress. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Chapter 2. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From the depths of the grave, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the deep, into the very heart of the seas, and the current swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath me barred me in forever. But you brought my life up from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. But I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. And I annoy annoy a lot of people by saying that sometimes salvation looks like fish vomit. Because Jonah was saved, but it was pretty gross to be vomited up by a fish, I'm thinking. (laughs) Chapter 3. When the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. No wonder, huh? Now, Nineveh was a very important city. A visit required three days. On the first day, Jonah started into the city. He proclaimed 40 more days and Nineveh will be overturned. The Ninevites believed God. They declared a fast, and all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat down in the dust. Then he issued a proclamation in Nineveh, By the decree of the king and his nobles, Do not let any man or beast, herd or flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God. Let them give up their evil ways and their violence. Who knows? God may yet relent and with compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he had compassion and did not bring upon them the destruction that he had threatened. It has always been true that if we repent, God will have mercy and forgive us. And he did that for the Ninevites. Chapter four, but Jonah was greatly displeased and became angry. They never told me this part in Sunday school class about you, (laughs) but Jonah was greatly displeased and became angry. He prayed to the Lord. Oh Lord, is this not what I said when I was still at home? That is why I was quick to flee to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. Wow, he was mad. And he was mad because the Ninevites were saved. (laughs) That's not maybe rational, is it? Verse 4 says, But the Lord replied, Have you any right to be angry? Jonah went out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter, sat in its shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord God provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the vine. But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm, which chewed the vine so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind, And the sun blazed in on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and said, It would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, Do you have any right to be angry about the vine? I do. He said, I am angry enough to die. But the Lord said, You have been concerned about this vine, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and many cattle as well. Should I not be concerned about that great city? See, I don't think Jonah wanted Nineveh to be saved. He wasn't happy about that at all because he didn't like those people. That's not very, as it turns out, that's not a very godly perspective, is it? Because God loved him enough to send him, Jonah? What a weird guy to send, right? Hey, you hate these people. I'm going to send you to tell them the good news. Although it wasn't really good news. And I think Jonah probably stomped around town going, you're all going to die. And I'm happy about that. (laughs) And then they they repented and, and God relented. And Jonah was mad about that. And God tried to teach Jonah something. You think Jonah learned anything? I hope he did. But more than that, I hope you learned something. I have. I've learned that God works through obedience when we do what he tells us. He really can do amazing things. Now, he may do things that we're not happy with, but it's no less amazing for the fact that Jonah wasn't happy about it. There was an old preacher a long time ago named Billy Sunday. He was before Billy Graham. If you know who he is, he was a big revival preacher and went around the country. and He used to say, God can strike a mighty lick even with a crooked stick. and I'd say Jonah was a crooked stick, but God did some amazing things. In Jonah's life and I think it's just educational to find out how angry he was and that he could talk to God that angry and God just reasoned with him. I think we can talk to God when we're mad too. I do that a lot because you know God's not scared of us. Isn't that comforting? God can handle our big emotions no matter what they are and that's one of the things I learned from that story that's been a big comfort to me over the years and I hope it is to you too. There's a lot more stuff in the Bible than they told us about in Sunday school when we were kids. And the best way to figure it out is to read it, so that's what I do. And I read that one a lot. I thought I'd share it with you. Maybe you enjoyed it. There was stuff in there I didn't know about the first time through. Maybe you learned some stuff too. But I'm glad you listened. Thank you for that. Well, it's evening time for me, and I always think about lullabies. I don't have a baby here at the house to rock and sing to, but if I did... I would be singing because that's just something I do. It always helps babies sleep and uh, calms me down too. Does it calm you down to sing? Sometimes it does. Sometimes singing winds me up, but in the evening I look for a song that will calm me down. I was singing today in the truck to my bride, a song that uh, that was on the radio a lot back in our recording days came on, and so I was singing that to her. And she likes my singing apparently, so that's good. Maybe you will too. Well, here's a, song, I think, is a pretty good lullaby. I just learned it recently. I didn't know it before, but I really like it, and I thought I'd share it with you. It's called The Night Watch, and the song, the way I heard it was from Jim Reeves, which is an old country singer that I really like. And it goes like this. Bright stars are watching The world as it sleeps Shepherds watch over The little white sheep The lighthouse is shining For ships far at sea As God keeps the night watch For you and for me So sleep, sleep In peace and rest Don't be afraid of the dark well for over the land and the sea. God's keeping the night watch for you and for me. Good night, friend. The best really is yet to come.